Hello, everyone. Welcome to Universal Energy Radio and to the lowest effect. My name is Elisa. My name is Liz. It just seems like it was just yesterday. Oh, because I did talk to you yesterday. Anyway. <laughs> Wait, what? Just were, you not, were you not kind of like low-key thinking like we did a show yesterday? I mean, we did I totally, a show yesterday. Yeah, I was like, it felt like, right? felt like the show day. <laughs> it felt, felt like we did a show. It felt like we did a show. So um, anyway, we had a lovely private conversation with uh, our dear OG original listener. I think we'd have to give her that designation. Um, You know, we're not going to get into, we're not going to get into, into, into detail. And maybe we're not going to even go by, we're not going to even name names because we're discreet like that. But an OG listener who uh, we, um, just been in the space of mutual uh, support all of these years, and uh, so we had a, a lovely three-way conversation. Um, we were so happy that it lined up schedule-wise, and um, it kind of felt like a show in a great way, a private show. Anyway. Uh, we do it all. But it felt like a show. And I'm like, oh, it's weird. Not weird in a bad way, but weird like, oh, wait a minute. It's not Thursday. It's not Tuesday. It's Wednesday. And we've never, ever done anything on a Wednesday. Yeah. In all these years. Yeah. Never. It was weird. Yeah. It was always like Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. Yeah. What, what were we thinking doing shows three times a week for I'm... years? We did that for a couple of years. We were so Ooh. ambitious. Yeah. What we had, what were we trying to accomplish? Uh, we we wanted to be consistent, and we were consistent, right? We weren't we though? Because I we believe, I if I, I remember this correctly, on Sundays you would do a channel, yes. a channel message. Yes. Like you would get into That's the whole right thing. back into. Oh yes, yes. And that was like before tapping into the mediumship because all of this stuff, this is why we love doing the show, all of these muscles get, it's like going to the gym, get activated from doing the show for so many years mm-hmm. to allow things to come in. And now like, oh yeah, um, I could pick up in the energies of people who have passed, but that wasn't a conscious thing. That was a thing that really emerged over years in the show organically. But I forgot about that. Channel message Sundays, yeah, and then it just had to. Oh my God, things were just falling apart, and um, yeah, you had I'm some like, stuff. To... I, I can do the twice a week. <laughs> yeah, divorce. Yeah. I was making a movie, getting divorced, uh, making sure my kids were being fed. Yeah, doing all those things. Crazy. You know what I mean? Like I'm. It's it's very it's very grounding. Um, yeah. That we were able to keep the show alive and keep the show going. Yeah, but you know, it's uh, it really gives you pause to think about um, just 
clarity and consistency. Weird segue, but um, I was on the phone. I got a call from a director friend of mine who um, I've known for about 20 years now. He's asking me to, this is like a last minute thing, asking me to help him with a, a little project, so I'd like a course. And then we were talking about uh, the whole scandal with Lizzo. Oh, yeah. Did you hear about this? I did hear oh. about I read about oh. it. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And the responsibility. Now, he's a black filmmaker, and, and all this fake wokeness, and it just, it just makes me laugh, the fake wokeness and, and this uh, – this talk like, oh, independent film has a renaissance and it's never been more important. And I'm like, um, I just did a 360 because this is, this is my, you know, like everything that I've been doing my whole career, like, okay, this is what I've been doing. I'm like, nothing new. I'm right here in the corner. Hello, right here in the corner. Nothing new. Nothing new. Here I am. And, you know, we talked also about the Donut Hill situation, right? Where... Okay, and people can, people who are at the receiving end of the scandal um, could really toe the line of, well, this is cancer culture, and it's set up for that, and it's manipulative, and it's all. Okay, and that's fine, and there's sure there's some, I'm sure there's some truth to that, because there usually is truth to the things that come up. But it's the responsibility that one has. Now, for Jonah Hill, he had no control that his ex-girlfriend felt the need to protect, and I think this is kind of bullshit, the need to protect her mental health, so she says, by making all of their private business, text, text message, screenshots, public to the entire world. I think she could have had a, a more discreet ethical way to approach it because that's a breach of privacy. To me, that's no different than opening up somebody's mail, in a sense, just to put it, just to put it out there. I, I think it's a violation of privacy, and yes, she's not happy how he moved on, but at the end, you know, and she wanted to point, to that, point out that he was using uh, language veiled in psychospeak, psychological um, terminology or what have you, as a form of control, et cetera. But I really think she wanted to be vindictive partially. I mean, she had a point in a sense, um, but she could have, you know, maybe maybe contact Vanity Fair and ask for an interview and, and you know what I mean, and maybe have a screenshot or two, but I don't know. Do a TED Talk maybe? I don't know. But I just think the ethics of privacy are questionable, and her and perhaps her motives, because she became infamous real quick, and for many people that really feel the need to be in the public eye, they they will say yes, uh, infam- infamy, party of one. I would like to be infamous. Mm. Any attention is okay, fine. So we put that over there. But with Lizzo, I said to him, I'm like, listen, there is, I might have said this on the show before, there is a term bandied around that's come, come out yesterday, not yesterday, recently called diversity fatigue. 
where, okay, we gave you, okay, we, we paid attention to George Floyd. We, you've had three years. Now we're tired. And now I think there's, this is why the uh, whole thing with the um, equal opportunity for uh, colleges like Harvard, except like all of this, because it, this is, will always be underneath the surface. It will always be underlying uh, within the dominant culture, all of these, how they really feel. That's uh, why Donald Trump is doing so great in the polls. So mm-hmm. we need to have systems in place to to course correct, but at the end of the day, when someone who became an icon because of promoting body positivity and fierce female blackness and just how you can be whoever the hell you want to be, the responsibility on her shoulders to maintain that uh, that perspective and that platform, so to speak. And I'm like, you just walked into the lion's den. All these little girls that felt something was possible. And what I said to my friend Randy, the director, I said, this is no different than if Barack was did put Bill Clinton like a Monica Lewinsky with Michelle. This may be no different that you hold somebody, and you, you don't touch my Barack, okay? I, I was joking. I made Jeremiah be Barack for Halloween like two times because I'm like, hello. Um, you don't take something so that you, you, you incited this movement of positivity and, and what is possible. And because you were feeling yourself, you have all these people saying yes to you all the time. You are a megastar. And look at what you did to these women. Mm-hmm. And you know what my friend pointed out last night, which is very interesting, because she's been very controversial because of these things, you know, being sort of on the front lines to defy uh, norms of, or the alleged society norms of what is attractive or what isn't, and really created a massive movement I think one of the reasons why the whole plus-size model movement exploded, I think, has something to do with Lizzo in a very positive, beautiful way. And it's upsetting because all of, uh, all of what she contributed um, has been really uh, groundbreaking. And mm-hmm. he said something I thought that was so interesting. He said, yep, and this time... Nobody is defending her. Nobody has nobody has spoken up to defend her mm. because it's, what she's done is kind of indefensible, right? Yeah. If you if you're firing girls because they're not touching a nude performer in a in a uh, Paris cabaret club or an Amsterdam sex club or whatever it was. I mean, it was more entertainment, not a sex club, but, but nude performers, whatever. And yes, things are looser in Europe, but these girls didn't want to go. They felt coerced into doing it. And then uh, her, uh, I don't know if it was a choreographer or somebody on her team, uber, uber religious and trying to sort of get these girls to sign on to, to that indoctrination. But it's the ego um, it's like addiction. It's a it's a drug addiction. 
in a sense. It's the addiction to the dopamine that the ego provides when you feel you're, you're untouchable. And then this one, I saw an interview on CBS News where one girl was saying, kind of veil. Okay, so this is why I'm tying it to the Jonah Hill thing. And this is where I think Jonah Hill's ex-girlfriend has a point. I just felt like her, I think she was sloppy with how she handled her business, but whatever. Um, this with Lisa coming out through a proper lawsuit. Do you see how the, then I feel it's okay for all this to come out because the, mm-hmm. the dancers are doing this in a, in a way that is traceable, that is within due diligence, that is within the um, the parameters of the of the legal system. Where Jonah Hill's girlfriend's like, I'm just going to be sloppy on Instagram and put this out. Hmm. She could have, you know, found that talked to a smart lawyer and found something to put out there. But I bring the I tie these two uh, stories together. Because when one uh, dancer was veiled um, and veiled language called out on on weight gain, now where's the irony in that movie? Right, right. Okay, pulled into a room by herself and Lizzo and the former choreographer. I think I'm not 100% sure. And then the language was veiled in safe space speak. You're in a safe space. But she read in between the lines that they were calling her out on her weight gain without saying it, but saying it the way Jonah Hill was saying certain things um, in veiled in psychological speak, um, uh, alleging that it was from the, you know, keeping her mental health as, you know, in, uh, that, that that was the intention to protect his ex-girlfriend's mental health, but it really wasn't. And the same thing with Lizzo, that it's this veiled language so that uh, you can't get called out. You can't, you can't say, okay, you're going to get counseled from this. But, um, and I don't think Lizzo's going to get counseled per se, but to my friend's point, no one is coming to her defense, and I, and maybe she's going to have to buy. She's going to have to have the same team, the reputation management team, and that's the thing, mm. to purchase bots, like they did for, as what they're alleging with Joe on the Hill to purchase bots, so all these fake accounts could offer all this fake support. Allegedly, that's what's happening with Jonah Hill's camp. I don't know if that's going to even make any impact uh, for Lizzo. But I just find it so so interesting um, that if you're really not in alignment, things are going to rock your world. Mm-hmm. So that's our pop culture segment. Yeah. I I just read that article, I think it was yesterday, um, right, and it was just I'm like, and not that it's out of the realm of possibility, right? But I think like like what you said, given all the different details, like why why would that be a a response or a, a something that Lizzo would do? And um, but yeah, if you feel like 
you can get away with and get away with untouchable. I guess is like you know that was that was a phrase you used. If, if you're if you're um, if you're on that track of of uh, you know things are going your way, and you know and I, and I have parallels obviously with with sports stuff, <laughs> but with um of course with with any bit of celebrity it's because all eyes are on that person or that situation. Um, uh, If you're that person, you're aware of it, but then there are times when you're like, ah, you know, whatever, we're, um, what's a good way of putting it? I think, I think guys would say like, like the whole, oh, that's just, you know, that's just locker, locker room talk. That's just how we talk. Um, But then, in a different context, and if you are one of the people in it, and you say no, uh, or I didn't like that, um, we still have to figure out ways of <laughs> of uh, accepting people's boundaries, perhaps, or honoring them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think we still. I mean, and and this is for any type of. Uh, uh, any type of situation where, you know, a, a parent, child, um, you know, priest and parishioner, uh, coach and player, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. boss and employee, you know, boss and mm-hmm. entourage, you know, <laughs> you know, boss and henchman. I don't know how that, you know, what, you, know you, you see where, where this all goes. It's, um, mm-hmm. you know, president and minions. Uh, you, you get into... Mm-hmm into this situation where we try to we try to go along with 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 we we say the crowd but it's you know whoever's in charge you go along you know kind of like a follow the leader type thing and in some in every case it's like well in this this is this is my livelihood this is who is employing me and there's a lot of of this idea or not even the idea. There's a lot of this response where you, you don't even realize if it's, if it's bad or you, you don't, you don't know. This is how cults get started. You know, you don't, you just, you believe in one thing and you want to be part of it and you feel like in many ways you're being supported. And then they're like, Oh, you want me to do what? Um, and, and so we see it playing, playing out in, in these news stories, usually with very, you know, popular people, celebrities, because that's, that's part of the, part of their deal. That's part of the, that's part of what you signed on for, you know, for better, or for worse is to, to get that kind of um, attention it means you get that kind of attention. It means if you pick your nose, everyone's going to know about it. Um, if you speak unkindly to somebody, someone's going to know about it. Um, so it's not about, let's not be famous necessarily it it means inherently if you're a good person if you know right from wrong or if you can respect yourself and respect other people um you know you you hope that you can make what is the right decision or and if if you've made the mistake that you have the means uh to make amends i don't think we we see a lot of that anyway we usually see a shutdown um, or a flat-out denial. Um, and we get a lot of people explaining things away, but there's so much we don't see underneath the surface. Um, 
it, it would be easier, you know, if we just said we looked at every situation, and it doesn't matter, you know, politically what your leanings are. It doesn't matter um, who you are. We can always look at every situation and say, oh, well, clearly it should have been this way. Um, but as outsiders, we don't know everything that's happened. We don't know. Um, we don't know a lot. <laughs> we we only see what we can see, and and seeing is not always believing, right? Um, but the bigger, I think, the bigger picture here is this is what we're we're trying to. Um, this is what we're modeling. No, no, we're trying to. This is what was being modeled. Um, and this is what other people see, regardless of age, but especially for young people, but maybe even for, for older people where they can just double down and say, yep, that's exactly what I thought, you know, call it what it is. And, that, and that's it. And it's, and there's no other dialogue about it, but we don't always ask, right. um, we don't always ask the deeper questions. We don't want to go uh, any, any further into it in part because we see how fallible we are uh, and, and because we don't know the whole situation. Um, so in our, in our justice system, allegedly it's, you know, innocent until proven guilty. Um, so we have these accusations. It is, we only, we, I think now the, the, the culture is to, to believe when someone says they've been violated. And, and part of that is because it's been dismissed. Uh, in so many cases. So it, it, but if we go with the premise of innocent until proven guilty, then we have to look at, well, we know we have to go deeper and we have to look at all, all sides and we don't always do that. And I think we've seen so many loopholes with, with our system and with how people think and perhaps with human nature uh, because to render a judgment, it's like, it's wrong. It was wrong. Someone was wrong. Someone certainly felt wrong. Um, how do you how do you make amends for that, and how do you move on from that? How do you become a better person from it? Uh, those are things we don't always look at, and sometimes the reparations take a long time. Um, and, and changing a culture takes a long time, but right now we're in the midst of looking at a lot of our duality and looking at a lot of, uh, uh, I guess things that don't that. They just don't seem to line up. Like you said, alignment. It doesn't line up. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But we are capable of doing of multitasking. We're capable of doing a lot of different things and being a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And you can still be an asshole, right? Um, mm-hmm. And you can still be the saint. You can still you can do all those things. And in this situation, I mean, it'd be interesting to uh, to hear, you know, like. I don't know. I don't know what would feel better. I mean, to see someone's humanity. I mean, I would say, you know, if, if Lizzo had put something out that, you know, I was drunk. I don't even know what was going on. You know, I, you know not even an excuse, but saying, you know what, if I, if she could own up to if she did it and, and figure I don't know. I don't know if that's going to happen because when you are at that level of, of fame, and, uh, you know, there's all these other pressures. Oh, well, you know, yeah. now she's, she can't be believable because she's a mean person. The thing is, we're, we all have that within us. We're all going to mess up. Yep. We're all going to, we're all going to piss somebody off. Um, every day. But yep. there are, there are ways to, 
go about it. Like if I look at it with, with, with people, like if you're, if you're, if you're um, friends with people and, and so there's different friends versus employees, but you can, you can be friendly with your employees. And sometimes I get you in trouble too, but, but regardless of what, you know, you put label on it, it's still, uh, are you, are you treating people poorly? And if so, and you know, it is, to be the case, you know that that wasn't a good thing. What do you do? I mean, mm-hmm. how do we repair that? I mean, that, that's a big word, repair. How do you repair? And and we're not good at it. <laughs> like, I don't think any of us. No, we're not. I don't think any of us can. It's not easy to own up to your mistakes. It's not easy to say I'm sorry. Um, because we we feel like if we do that, then we're always going to be at a disadvantage, and we're always and. It's sometimes it's just internalized. Like, well, I, I already feel like I'm not good enough. So if I say this out loud, then I'm definitely not good enough. What's the point? And everybody else is going, right. no, I'm not good so, enough. Mm-hmm. So I was just, I just checked now. So she issued a, a statement 25 minutes ago. Ah. So let me see what she said. Yes, she goes, uh, my work ethic, morals, and respectfulness have been questioned. My character has been criticized. Uh, usually I choose not to respond to false allegations, but these are as unbelievable as they sound and too outrageous not to be addressed. These sensationalized stories are coming from former employees who have already publicly admitted that they were told their behavior on tour was inappropriate and unprofessional. Mm. Wow. She goes, with passion comes hard work and high standards. Yeah, because she was accusing them of drinking before the show, and they're saying that's not true. Sometimes they have to make hard decisions, tension to make anyone feel uncomfortable or like they aren't valued as an important part of the team. Um, She said, uh, I am very open with my sexuality and expressing myself, but I cannot accept or allow people to use that openness to make me out to be something that I am not. Mm. Uh, I'm hurt that I will not let the good work I've done in the world be overshadowed by this. Wow, she's not really she's not really owning any of it. Mm-mm. Interesting. So, oh, you, know, you you have to. Uh, yeah, it, it's you know we go into the wow. she said and you and you just don't know. You don't know, but you know the thing is, it's already like her. It's already been called into question. Like her character has already been called into question on a public level, and so yeah, I, I think of the different TV shows. You know, these fictional shows where um, when you're dealing with reputation and, and you know, like who, who wins in this? Who wins? Who wins in this? Um, and and you can. Play it from the point of the of the of the of the main person, maybe the one being accused, the one that that tends to hold the power in in the situation. Um, it's it's natural if they think they didn't do anything wrong, they didn't do anything wrong. That's what they're gonna say. Um, but there, yeah, those were some specific, you know, incidents that I imagine there'd yeah. be a lot of other people who could corroborate that. Uh, at, at least vague, the actions, language, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, so, 
you know, there's there's a lot of power struggle going on there. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're if you're on on Team Lizzo as an employee and you were there, uh, you could risk losing your job if you say if you say something. <laughs> you gotta mm-hmm. have a backup plan. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it, it's it's interesting. Um, you know when, and this is just you know because of the world that I live in. When I'm when I'm looking at my entertainment, it's all sports stuff. You know, it's soccer stuff. And and the reason why I brought up those um, those types of relationships, like coach and players, because oh, of uh, course, it's the same. When it's that, that's ongoing. That's with with all sports, not just women's sports. And unfortunately, that's it. it yes. It's a it's a bigger issue of how do you how do you handle power. And then how do you mm, handle exactly? Um, how do you handle? It, well, it's not even if you're powerless. It's it's it really is all the all around. How do you handle power? Because mm, you can be a player under a coach who's abusive, mm-hmm. and if you don't own your own power, at some point, you know you will just get beaten up and. Um, but what eventually happens is something, something obviously, well, not obviously, something will happen, and it may take a little bit of time. But then that player that has had something happen under this guise of oh he's the coach or she's the coach because it doesn't matter the gender, uh, and I did what I had to do. Uh-huh. Um, I did you know I did what I was told to do, and a lot of those times it's because that's. Especially, especially athletes. You know, we we kind of joke around about um, that movie Zoolander, right? <laughs> um, so Love we're taking movie. it way back. Mm-hmm. Zoolander, where these models, they're just they're just told what to do, and why not program them to be assassins? You know, without them knowing, <laughs> like mm-hmm. mind control, and, and we just and the trigger, and you know, it's bizarre, you know, but and and, and crazy. But I'm like, but. But that's what you're. That's what you're trained to do. If you're if you're in that type of situation, if you're a model, they're not asking you for your opinions on what to wear. You're wearing it. You know, you're you 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 angle your shoulder this way. You look at the camera this way. You do it. Um, and and with coaches, I mean, with athletes, you're trained. You tra- you follow a regimen, and and the coach instills a certain mentality, and you do it, or you or you're not on the team, I mean, and and. And that's just the, you know, that's just the long and short of it. But there's a, there can be a lot of abuse in that situation. Because if, if there's not trust, but there's just basically coercion, then you're messing with someone's psyche. You're messing with someone's body. And at some point, mm. that person is to, to make a stand or figure out some way to get out because it is not – in my belief is not the human spirit to be beaten down without a fight. Mm. Uh-huh. We are in that survival. We, we, we have these, the, the ability to be in survival mode just like we're, we have the ability to rise above that once we realize we're, we recognize we're out of danger and all that takes right. time. This is the evolution of our spirit, the evolution of, of, of right. being human. And I think these I don't know if that's the right word. These dichotomies are being shown to us to understand the the struggle we have with power. Like we all have power. We all have it. We all wield it in different ways. 
and I think maybe bigger picture, we look at what it means to be a boss and um, how we use our masculine energy uh, is, mm. is being called into question as, as far as being sustainable uh, or how damaging it can be if, you, if it's left unchecked. Um, it's, I, and I'm getting that it's not going to be one-sided here. I think it's, it's this interesting mix of pro, probably, you know, personal, personal abuse, meaning maybe you are under the influence. Maybe you just, you have your own bad habits and, and then you find yourself in a situation where you're, you're definitely no longer in control. And you make right. the best decision you can at the time. That's the sort of vibe I get uh, with all those parties. I don't know. I, obviously, I don't know. I just read about the article yesterday. But I can see, I can see a situation where mm-hmm. sometimes things aren't that clear, especially if you're used to being in an environment where if you're just, you know, that's what you do. That's my boss. Okay, that's what I do. Um, right. And you think you're going to be um, – <laughs> My people are showing me you just saw, you know, uh, a few good men on, on TV a couple of weeks ago, and it's the same thing. You know, the, uh, these soldiers were trained to to, um, to follow orders. They're not trained to right. ask if those orders are are uh, legal or hurtful or helpful. Mm-hmm. They're just you, – you follow the order. Um, right. And they still had to pay for those consequences. Because it was right. it was a wrong order, and they got punished. So did the person who gave the order, and all the people who, who followed, you know, all that. So there's, I don't know. That's justice. I mean, I guess it is, but people, people still have to know who they are. Like you still have to bring in these different questions, and um, so it can get it can get messy back. I'm glad you brought it up because it's something that I've been thinking about for a while when we look at all these different struggles with power um, and mm-hmm. and the responsibilities that we have to each other and to ourselves um, with, you know, responding in kind or figuring out different ways to respond. Um, and I think the, the, the idea of integrity is sometimes lost because we, we just haven't we haven't always seen how things play out when when you like you know they say oh the good guys usually finish last you know um, or it's a moral victory but it still feels like crap you know so you, <laughs> you have all these different feelings but again how our how our environment and how what we what we focus in on what we do what do we see and do we ever question it I mean I would venture to say that there's quite a few people in this country uh, you know on my but personally this is alarmingly who feel like our former president is still viable candidate to lead the country oh yes they do um and and so there's a lot of noise around that and and so i look at that i'm thinking well so this is okay so it's okay it's okay to be this kind of person as long as you've got the power. And to me, that's alarming. It's more than alarming. It's terrifying. That's, um, that's why I started this with this whole fake woke nonsense and the diversity fatigue, because this has been underneath the surface all along with the cultural right. majority. 
Right. So it's like, okay. So I think I think we we need to be able to to question. And it you know I know I know my leanings are definitely more towards the left, um, but not to say that everyone on the left is are you know a bunch of saints either. I mean, there's still this no, issue. No, any extreme is bad right. in my opinion. It's still this issue of of power and and what do you want to do with it? If you're angry and you have power, that's a very different path than if you are humble and you have power. Um. Or if, if you're just you know just happy to be here and you have power, it's a very different vibe. Um, or if you're under the influence and you have power, which is why you don't get into a car <laughs> and drive when you're under the influence and you're like you know just you know you, there's there's so many scenarios where you don't think about it until you're in it and then if you haven't checked in with yourself if you don't know there's there's that thing of you know the whole moral compass and I you know that's a vague term to me, but, but what is your baseline for, for right and wrong, you know? Um, and yeah, I think there are people who would point to, uh, Oh, the Bible tells you this. And I'm like, mm. there's a lot of stuff happening in the Bible no. too. <laughs> um, but mm-hmm. in, in real life, in real life, when you have been in a bad situation, I mean, and it, I, I just saw a, uh, a YouTube video of two of my favorite soccer players, women soccer players, who are not playing on the team right now because they've been injured. Um, they brought up another uh, part of that controversy of, of really, really abusive coaches. And one of them was under this abusive coach for a majority of her mm-hmm. career. And she said, I didn't even, I didn't even realize how toxic it yep. was. Um, and it ended up being uh, another another player from the national team who she's now with. That's her partner, um, mm-hmm. telling her, "You know, you got to get out of there. Like this is not good." <laughs> and yeah. then, it's like getting out of a bad marriage. You don't even know you're being it, abused. It, right, right. And again, mm-hmm. because of what what have we been trained to do? And if it starts at youth level, it starts you know as kids, and that's what you're used to. Like you're used yeah. to that really tough mentality. You suck it up. Then there's mm-hmm. a lot of gray area that can be played with, toyed with, you know, um, and feed to feed the ego of someone in charge. And so, I, yeah, I can see where, yeah, well, that, I, of course I'm going to make them do this. You know, that's, that's my, that's my, that's my word. That's my final word. That's, that's my directive. And if no one's checking that person, if they, if they are indeed in, untouchable, we've got some issues. And it and it's just trickled down. I think this is just showing us, like we don't need to see so many other problems, but fundamentally, um, we've glorified so many aspects of celebrity and being the boss and being you know doing all these things, and we don't always see how that trickles down or doesn't. Um, and then when it comes back to bite us in the butt, we're surprised or you know. Uh, but there's some definitely big dynamics being played out here. And you're right. You know, the, the whole, you know, diversity fatigue, like what, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> you know, uh, it, it's like this backlash with, with, you know, being politically correct, being able to say something and being able to, 
I think people are saying, like, be able to speak my I can't even speak my mind. It's like, okay, but to what purpose? That's missing the point. Yeah. Like Lizzo, I think, missed the point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's just acting like a pissed off boss. Mm-hmm. You know? So she's just like, yeah. Not even, you know, defending her sexual openness. But, listen, if if these dancers were able to get their t- their cases taken on, and yes, we understand that there's the notoriety and, and um, that Liz is a cultural icon, so it's going to bring attention, but still... Um, in the eyes of the law, you still have to have a viable case. Right. So it's going to be very interesting if this goes to trial or if these women are given, like a, a deal is handled, you know, there's a deal in place and um, they get paid off to keep their mouth shut. You know, that they struck a deal. It's going to be very interesting. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that too, right? Like, let's just settle it out mm-hmm. of court. Yeah, settle out of court. So you'll never know. That's how about Michael Jackson. Yeah. Settle out of court. So it's going to be very interesting to see. But so what do you think about her response? Because I, I felt it was very sort of like just dismissive. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm... I think I, I tend to lean on, okay, let's just see, you know, it, it makes sense. You would make, make a very vague statement. Me too. Mm-hmm. That totally makes sense. I think it was just enough maybe to kind of press something because she didn't say yeah. anything for over 24 hours. So they must've been reputation management. <laughs> yeah. Like how do you, you know, but you know, on the flip side, on the flip side, you know, you, you, when you've, when you've been able to catch people like uh, unaware, like kind of like re- just right after something, after they get the news or, or, or a result or something happens and, and, you know, they're not, they're just speaking off the cuff, off the top of their heads. They're like, Oh my God, that was awful. You know, like uh, it's truthful, but it's like, Ooh, you know, that wasn't, that wasn't a good look. Um, mm-hmm. And that's a diff- inter- inter- interesting fa- phrase. It's not a good look. Because what are we? Mm-hmm. What are we really wanting? Are we wanting a certain look, or are we wanting, mm-hmm. I guess, better behavior? I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, you know, I just know that there's always going to be more than just the one side of the story, or even two sides of the story. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. And and I guess I say this from some as someone because I. I, I especially don't don't like to be criticized. It's really hard. <laughs> I can tell you well, that. Well, right? Lisa, it's, I've been meaning to tell you a few things. But, uh, um, I want to. Uh, but you're getting you know, canceled. It, uh, no. <laughs> I mean, it is it is really hard. And I think if you are used to being in that in that spotlight and things are going well and you've overcome so many barriers and and you think things are well, and then something happens and it's like ooh. You know, yeah, uh, protect your spot. Mm-hmm. So you have to yeah. protect your spot. You know, because it's it's very few. It's very very few people on the 
this is a planet of billions of people, you know, yeah. and a handful, as you, to your point, break through the barriers and and then they want to protect that. That it's mm-hmm. a high price to like fame has no. I never had any interest in it at all. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. Crazy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I will. I. I, I I'm gonna reserve any additional judgment, I guess, because I know that that, I knew that that statement would be such a, you know, let me at least just say something like, Hey, what's up? Oh, you that's know? What it is. I, mean, I gotta, yeah. I gotta, yeah, yeah. So, uh, how about that weather? Yeah. It's just anything <laughs> to just, uh, can I get extra pepperoni? Like whatever it is. Right. Um, it's just a statement, but it's right. not really addressing anything. Um, but she's, but she's acting like any, any boss in any sort of business. Right, right. You know what I mean? She could have been the manager at McDonald's and, you know, disgruntled <laughs> employee. Right. You know? So she's taking that, she's taking that approach. Um, and I think it's, I think it's also different, obviously, because of, because of the fame that it's, if you had, if you were in any kind of disagreement with, you know, with anybody in your, in your group, you know, in your workplace, it's normally not, you don't you normally have a ton of eyes on it. You know, you don't have, the whole world mm-hmm. looking at it. It's fairly world, contained. Right. It's maybe it's as simple as let's just sit down, you and me, and have a conversation. Um, right. But it, but then again, in this situation, if they well, doesn't matter because I, I feel like I've sit on, I've sat in on certain conversations, college age students, and there's a lot of you know, oh, well, you know, they they did this, and I feel hurt, and. Um, and so then you get into the feely, you know, emotional part of it and, and I'll get swayed one way or the other. I know that I know I will, um, I have. And so, but being a little more grounded and, and saying, well, you know, what, what are we trying to do? Or what are we trying to accomplish here? Like you want an apology. You hope that it never happens again. Right. But then our, what are we doing for, for these conditions to be met? What are we doing? Um, you know, personally every day to make a better place or to make sure that doesn't happen or you know it's like we have to look at other things too that are connected to this if it's a workplace environment then this is a toxic environment which is a big phrase used a lot nowadays because it seems like every place Mm -hmm. is toxic you know of course it's not the The world is toxic it's the people in it right right so it still comes down to the people who are here always and so what kind of environment are we collectively creating we haven't figured out how to talk to people and disagree without having something major happen you know hands being thrown <laughs> or or you know you know we uh and sometimes we can't even look at the same situation no i've, I've been gaslit no they said it didn't happen like but it happened you know so who, how do we parse through all that you know, it gets really sticky. It gets heavy mm-hmm. and confusing. Mm-hmm. So I, I think we're still working through a lot of that. <laughs> I feel like our baseline Apparently. hasn't been figured out yet either. I feel no. like uh, I think that's why the, you know the, the the inner work that we have to do all the time. I mean, 
there are things that you have, that you have gone through that we've gone through um, mm-hmm. that you've responded to differently now versus five years ago. Oh my God, uh, twenty five personalities ago, absolutely right. So mm-hmm. the ability for us to change, improve, adapt, um, yep. uh, collaborate. Um, those mm-hmm. are, you know, those are all within our field of possibility, but we have to know what we're focusing on. We have to know what, what we're, you know, what are we asking for? Is it money short term? Um, apology also kind of short term, a change mm-hmm. in the environment, a change in attitude. That's longer term. Right. You know, and people aren't going to change overnight. But that's where that uh, that's where you know it, there's a disagreement. It's not always that the person one person is 100% right and the other person is 100% wrong. When there's a disagreement, there's a disagreement because of the perception of things. I see it differently. Doesn't mean that you're wrong. But to what end are we are we are we working towards? Are we working towards anything at all other than I need you to say that I'm right? We we get we go around and around in these sorts of situations, and it doesn't matter if you're a celebrity or not. Um, so we still have to ask these bigger questions. Like, so why are we gathering here today? Why are you bringing this up right now? Why why are you printing? You know, uh, making making it known all the all the texts you've we've ever had together to the public. Right. What right. is the purpose of that? And if it's part of your healing for like, you know, a, a billion eyes to watch it, to read it. I know. That is that, is that the truth? You know, right. what kinds of, what that. kinds of reparations right. are you asking for? Does that soothe your soul? Like, like, does it matter right. if I punch you in the eye because you punched me in the eye? Does it feel better? Mm-hmm. No. Right. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Not long term, because now that person's walking around thinking, "I'm going to punch you one more time. I got another fist. I can punch you." And right. so it doesn't it doesn't end. We got to look at bigger picture solutions for the type of environment mm-hmm. and the type of world we want to live in. Right. And, and it's a world where if we make mistakes, we have to be um, uh, human enough and graceful enough to own up to our part in it. And still honor the power that's within us and within the other people around us. And it's not going to be like a, you know, I don't necessarily feel like a warm, fuzzy moment right away, but I feel like you can have a, a, a respect for the other person. And I think respect goes a long way. If you don't respect other people, there's an issue there because then it's, you know, it's a free for all. Mm-hmm. So if you get to respect, you don't have to get to like. But if you get to a respect, then there's something that we're working on together. You know, right. There's a vision where, you know, maybe I'm not I'm not on guard 24/7 with a gun and a sword and a knife and, and you know an armor, trying to make my way to the grocery store. You know. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it, it is it's not the little thing, but it is those little things. It's those things of looking at you know I'm not going to go into this world. I'm going to wake up today, ready for a fight. Some people are like that, though. Some people are, and and yeah. and I think sometimes when you get these um, these 
these big lawsuits or, you know, allegations. It's because they can't stay quiet anymore. And you have to think about what kind of loop has been playing around in their head. Like, if you don't realize it's happening and then when it finally happens, so you never, it's never like, boom, it hits you right away. It, sometimes it's like, wait a minute. You know, this, this really doesn't feel right. And you go through, I don't know, there's like all these mental things you maybe go through and maybe you feel things that have come up, things that have been triggered, you know. Um, but it's all connected vibrationally. And we still have to be able to, to work through it. And, and that's for everybody. There has to be this grace of maybe you're just going to fumble around. You're going to look a little silly. You may not say the right things right away. Mm-hmm. But can we, can we give, you know, obviously there has to be some type of parameters around this, but to work it through, can we give ourselves that space? And, and that, now we can't say safe space, but whatever, you know, we can, we can be, oh, we, well, can we create, that, yes. can we create an environment where if we're, if you, like if you and I have a problem, um, can we, how can we approach it where we can address the problem and, and work it through? And I know that's like some idealized kumbaya moment, but I think this is what we have to work towards. Where yep. not everyone's the enemy just because they disagree or they think differently. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not just because they do that doesn't mean they're working against you um, or they're taking something away from you. But in this situation, there has been an allegation, a few allegations made. And that's, mm-hmm. that's the sort of stuff where as it plays out, and there's going to be a lot of noise, even even the articles we read, it's like, oh, they're just reporting on what's been, what's been said. They're reporting on what other people have said, you know, but, but we just don't know yet. We don't know. And it's, you know, it, it's important for, for even us, even though that we're not really involved, to stay centered. Like, you know, I, I, as you brought it up, I'm thinking I've been in a lot of arguments, and, and I know – 95% of the time, I, all I'm trying to do is make them say, say that I'm right. I know that. I know that about me. <laughs> ah. I know that about me. And I'm, you know, I'm trying to change that where even if it doesn't feel good because I don't like to be wrong, I can, I can respect that the other person has every right as well to be heard. Correct. And even if I don't agree with their conclusion – you know, I, I'm like, okay, well, then, then I have to know when to back off and say, it, it's not me trying to fix everything, because that, that's also part of it. <laughs> you know, that's right. It's knowing, it's knowing when, all right, I can't micromanage all that crap. I have to let it go. Yeah. And, and how does it serve you? Yeah, it doesn't. A lot of the times it doesn't. A lot of the times holding go. on, holding on oh, to something, yep. an outcome, um, a, an apology, whatever it is, it's not, it's so fleeting. Because half the time, well, most of the time, if someone says exactly what you wanted them to say, it's to prove your point that you were right, still hurts like hell. Still doesn't make you feel any better. You know? right. It really doesn't. Because you're still left with a mess. You're still left with two people who don't see eye to eye, who don't now want to really talk to each other. And there might not be any kind of closure, not that you have to get closure, but they're like, have you learned anything? And does your next you know, argument end up being the same thing. Could be right. a, a different situation, but the same feeling. 
So what are, what are you trying to do? Like what are what is yep. the bigger picture? To what end are we doing these things for? Mhm. Oh, interesting. Hmm. So since we have three minutes, you want to close it out with pulling the message? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Okay. <laughs> My iPad is behaving. Thank goodness. All right. Um, it's up. Okay. Okay. The number with this message is five two six. Hmm. Oh wow! This message really ties into everything we're talking about. Flowing with forgiveness and acceptance, especially for the past, purifies old wounds, fills you with wisdom, compassion, and elevates communication. Hello. Wow. That's crazy. That is crazy. I'll read it again. Flowing with forgiveness and acceptance, especially for the past, purifies old wounds, fills you with wisdom, compassion, and elevates communication. Five, two, six. That is just what we were talking about. These messages, these messages scare me in a good way. Uh, you need to send that one to me. That's really good. Um, uh, yeah, I'm already doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So we have the number five of change. Also of growth, right? And unexpectedness, but it's just that vibe of going beyond what you what you think you can do. So the idea of change, the two of of being supportive, collaborative, um, and and bridging that level of understanding to this number six, which we have mentioned a lot on the show of, of love, of um, family, of support, of you know, your tribe, whatever you want to call it. Um, this is the next, I mean, this is a natural progression of being able to take what looks like a lot of crazy stuff happening and grounding it in this understanding of self and of others. And, Overall, I mean that that number ends up being a four. The vibe of the of the sequence of, of numbers is a four. Mm-hmm. So this is our foundation. This is about building on who we know we are, who we know others to be, like holding them in, in the highest light, and allowing for them to be different, to be who they. You know, that's that five is allowing. That five is freedom, and the six is saying, "I still love you." <laughs> six is still saying yeah. I can take all of that right. and I still see who you are as you're changing as you're always evolving this is the foundation right. for our world that's so crazy this is everything that we were just talking about <laughs> right. that's insane wow and on mm. that crazy note so if any yeah. of you need to get a hold of us you can send an email to L-O-A-Blend at gmail.com and we are scheduled to be back on the air this coming Tuesday at 8.30 a.m. United States Eastern Time. Please take excellent care of yourself and each other and as always, let the light do the work and to brighter days ahead. Love you! Love you! Bye! Bye!
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.